we were given the judge to be able to judge good from evil but we have to remember that we cannot condemn anybody that's that's not our place um, and when you're talking about taking Jesus's name upon you that's like both have the name of Thompson we want to do you know good stuff because Thompson is a good name it's the best <laughs> name indeed um, and taking his name in vain you do something bad it's it's hypocritical I feel like That was a good friend of mine, Xander Thompson. Xander is not my brother. He is not my cousin. He is not related to me. But he shares the freaking best last name ever, I guess. So this is a great episode. I really loved hearing from Xander, hearing more about his gospel perspective that I I haven't really heard too much about. He's learned a lot through his high school years, through playing certain sports, through the time of COVID. We talked about all of those things. We talked about serving missions, why we want to do that. We talked about our high school experiences. And one of my favorite things that he talks about, he his one of his friends asked him, like, oh, I, or he told they told him, like, oh, I didn't know you were going to serve a mission. And he was like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to serve a mission. <laughs> so I, I really love that. And I'm excited for him to uh, go be a missionary. And I definitely plan to bring him back on the podcast after we serve our missions and man i i think that'll be so cool when i get to do that with lots of people but i have known xander for a while over the last couple years i've hung out with him a lot more and he's just a super fun person wants to have a good time wants to live a righteous life centered on god i'm very grateful for the friend he's been to me and the person who he is so Please enjoy this episode. You are listening to episode 28 of the Coleman Thompson podcast. All right, I'm here with Xander Thompson. Xander is not related to me, just so you know, but we have the second Thompson in a row on my podcast, so that's exciting. But Xander, how's it going? Uh, It's going great. Awesome. So can we just start? with just a little introduction of yourself maybe just things you've done in your life maybe sports you've played those types of things yeah um i'm xander i'm your long hair extraordinaire uh i'm 18 i go to pg uh coleman asked about sports i i've played a lot of sports actually um i played baseball when i was in like kindergarten i didn't like it (laughs) so Stopped playing baseball. I played soccer for the longest time. Thought soccer was a lot of fun. Then, uh, let's see. Then I did track for, like, two seasons. Oh, really? Feels like a lot of people did track in, like, seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, like, the fastest. I did get my best mile time when I did track, but, uh, I, yeah. I I ended (laughs) up quitting track. Oh, really? I didn't like it that much. And I did wrestling, and wrestling was my favorite sport. Then I also quit wrestling, and I'm just <laughs> doing weightlifting. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's sweet. I remember I actually met you ba- back in, like, third grade or something. We both, like, did, like, these gymnastic classes. At the- <laughs> Do you remember that? I forgot about that. It was, like, this all-American gymnastics yeah. place. My sisters were doing it, so my mom was like, you should try it for a little bit. And then, like, you were in my little group 
but that was funny. <laughs> That's wild. I don't I don't know how you remember that, because usually like, I'm the one who remembers weird things, or like random stuff. But yeah, I don't remember when that was. I would say like second or third grade or something crazy. Didn't you? When did you start going to Manila? Fourth grade. Oh okay. So where did you live before that? Same place. I lived in a Spanish Fork for a couple of years, and then before that, I lived in St. George for like five years. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's so, cool. Mostly lived in Pleasant Grove, and then St. George, and then like some in Spanish Fork. Okay, that's cool. Um, so you said wrestling is your favorite sport that you did, right? Yeah. So how was that experience? Because I know a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, kids like doing hydration stuff all the time and then making sure they can make weight and stuff. And then were you in like the lower, you were in, obviously you were in the lower weight classes, but like, were you in the lowest? Yeah, I was in the, so I was very small as a sophomore. I was wrestling 106. Um, so the wrestling team is one of the best in the state. We have such a good program, and Coach Moore is, like, really good at teaching moves and getting everybody to a level where there's enough enough depth on the team that they take state almost every year. Yeah, isn't it? I heard Remington yesterday on the announcement say it's, like, been 10 out of the last 11 years. Yeah. It's crazy. So all four years that I've been in high school, we've taken state. Um... It's such a good team, and then I was, like, basically had no knowledge of wrestling. I had wrestled as a kindergartner, and then <laughs> that was about it. So I didn't remember anything. I remembered, like, the half Nelson, and that was the only move I remembered. And then I thought it would be a good idea to join, like, one of the best programs in the <laughs> state as a beginner. Yeah. And... It was it was crazy. Was that so? Does are you implying that that wasn't a good idea to join one of the best in the? I mean, I guess it's your high school anyway. But I think it was a good idea. I just think because uh, I wouldn't have joined, you know, like the basketball team or the swim yeah. team, or even though they may not be like the best programs in the state, and maybe they're workouts and stuff are different and not as difficult yeah so what why did you choose to do wrestling though and was it 10th grade sophomore year yeah um well my dad wrestled and he he was a lot more successful than I was he was never a state champ but he beat I think the kid that ended up being the state champ in his weight class at region mm. and he, he was the captain of the team and all that stuff that's fun and then one day i'm just lifting with tegan and coach boban comes in coach and boban. i don't i didn't know this oh, at no. the time he says this to any kid apparently who lifts he's like hey son why aren't you wrestling and i was like why aren't i wrestling i used to do <laughs> that why that don't seriously? i do it again <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and then i did it and it was it's good Wait, so was that in ninth grade that Bo Ben was talking to you? Yeah. Oh, man. He's an interesting guy. He was telling us all about how we should drink like a gallon of milk <laughs> a day. I'm like, if I could go back right now, well, there's no way I would 
talk back to him, but I wouldn't agree. <laughs> I love Coach Boban. <laughs> so, um, Coach Moore seems like a sort of scary guy based on what I've heard. I don't know. Do you enjoy being – because you do weight lifting with him now, right? Yeah, I have his weights class. He's uh, He's a lot different in his weights class than he is wrestling. In both of both of them, he's really good at uh, teaching technique. So he'll teach us the technique of the lifts, and then he would teach us the moves that we would do in wrestling. But obviously, in wrestling, he expects a lot. Whereas in weightlifting, he just wants to see that you're you're lifting. Yeah. That you're you're there and you're just participating. Yeah, I mean that's nice, I guess. <laughs> Um, so with just all the sports you've played and everything, do you feel like sports has been like a big motivator for you? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Cause like I, well, cause like the way I feel like you're more in the middle ground a lot because, well, just based on what I see from you, like you're not just only sports, sports, sports like some kids are but you're also like you've been involved in sports for a long time but yeah yeah I had to kind of figure out what I like to do and what kind of stuff I let define me because there are a lot of people like you meet them and the main personality trait that they have is they do some sort of hobby yeah and for a while it's like I don't have any hobbies like (laughs) what what do I like to do and like who am I (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a good question to ask honestly like I've been because for a long time that's part of why I did sports like I was like trying to make some sort of identity for myself and then like things like being a super duper Patriots fan and then getting super involved with follow the flag were like kind of became what people know knew me as which is like as time went on it was like yeah I don't want people to know me just because of that but do you feel like you've been able to not define yourself just solely off of things like hobbies like you were saying yeah I think so I think for a while I was wishing I had like something that I did and was good at because you see examples of kids being really good at what they do and you're like wow that's so impressive yeah yeah I've felt that way for sure and that's it's hard because I've felt all these pressures and stuff like when I started playing bass and I started taking lessons and stuff like you know my uh teacher like wanted me to get super super good and do scholarships and stuff which I was like on board with for a while because like I saw how good he was and I was like oh that'd be so cool but I don't know it's hard and I've kind of had to accept that my place isn't so much those types of talents and hobbies I don't know but um just what do you feel like you've learned the most though through your years of playing sports and being on teams and those things um probably brotherhood if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. because I don't have any brothers so (laughs) we both are stuck with three younger sisters yeah So my experience with, like, having brothers or, like, bros or just dudes that are my, like, I'd consider them my family, that all comes from uh, 
basically sports like my your soccer teams all your friends then all my wrestling buddies were my friends and then uh like the dudes i lift weights with and stuff yeah but you do have a lot of good friends who aren't you know because of sports i'm sure did you ever play sports with Austin? Has Austin ever played sports? I think he biked, but yeah. Oh, uh, I know he biked. Yeah, he's he's done mountain biking. That was a hobby of his for a while. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I don't know, he just was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I've done that a lot too, so it's fine. So do you feel like you were able to, because he's in your ward, do you feel like you've had some brotherhood through just you know ward quorums and stuff oh yeah definitely my priest quorum for sure what do you feel like you've learned through your years especially in young men's um well i think the most important thing i've learned from young men's is that like how to be how to be a man because the world will uh present this idea of a man and like what's manly and what's like tough and how they should act and stuff like that they must eat meat <laughs> yeah stuff like that and really it's not really it's uh it's like looking out for younger guys and being nice and kind to people and i think like if you ever want to know who the best example of like the man is would probably be Jesus of course (laughs) maybe my uh, old young men's leader brother Casperson what do you feel like makes that the example because I I do see what you're getting at with like there's the stereotypes and stuff and we're supposed to go I don't know fight or something (laughs) but um what do you feel like about Jesus that makes him the man the way you say it um well he always kept himself clean if that makes sense like he was always doing good which I think is a huge part of it and then he went through obviously the toughest of trials and came out of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of has to do with you know you could probably define a man as like being a like being I don't know the most manly in God's eyes would be like a righteous priesthood holding right because like we have responsibilities to do with that and I think I think we're kind of geared to be able to protect our families and things when we need to and you know for a long time humans had to be hunting and like fighting each other and whatnot but like now it's changed a little bit to where we have to direct our energy in other ways but yeah I think that's cool yeah I I totally agree all right so um you've been pretty involved in follow the flag especially because didn't it did it start in your ward or was it, it was another i don't know but like a lot of people in your ward helped those first couple of years yeah when it first started it was it's pretty much just kyle brother nicks and uh brother madsen and his sons so was ron nicks in your ward 
Um, I don't know if he was in my ward at the time. He was in my ward once, and then our wards changed. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, where did you... Do you remember when you first started getting involved in that? Were you involved the first couple of years when they did the small flag? Um, a little bit. I think I just helped carry it during the... What's it called? The like flag, the flag parade? Yeah, yeah, flag walk. I think that was about it. Like... We'd wear our scout uniforms and just do the flag walk, and that was really all I did until 2018, I think. And that, uh, so 2017 is when we first got the big flag, and then, yeah, like I've seen you get more involved since then for sure, and we just have a good time over there, but (laughs) what do you, what makes you want to be involved in that? Um... Well, Kyle Fox is a really cool dude. Yeah. And I like how uh, he has these crazy ambitions. And I was like, at first I didn't know him very well. And so I didn't know, like, much about him. And I was like, is this guy, like, crazy rich? And he just has these crazy ideas. And Austin's (laughs) like, well, no, he's not crazy rich. He just has these crazy ideas. He (laughs) makes them happen. That's awesome. Because I had heard about him dropping pumpkins off of something. and Yeah, he talked about that a lot when I did a <laughs> podcast with him. That's episode nine for anyone who's interested. Quick quick plug. <laughs> and then what else? He had gone over Utah Lake in a pumpkin, just all this crazy stuff. And then uh, he started the flag, follow the flag, just from... Just a little idea. Let's hang the flag in the canyon. And he wanted to do it as like a stunt at first. And yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. So what do you feel like keeps you just wanting to be part of it? Um, I don't know. I think they do a lot of good. And I like how they have different missions and stuff to help people when they have their honor heal inspire yeah (laughs) see my water bottle here says honor heal and spurf now (laughs) (laughs) you need to follow the flag you need new water bottles (laughs) merch tent 2021 oh my gosh that was merch tent's a fun place to hang out (laughs) also also i really like uh that canyon i go up there all the time so when there's a flag, it's even more fun. Yeah, it's so fun. I love it. Um, do you have any f- crazy memories from uh, Follow the Flag? Yes. <laughs> what are, Do you want to share some of them? Um, so we were, like, climbing around on that rock where we it's take pictures. Yeah, we're talking about when Kyle was with uh, Kyle Davies. Yeah. Yeah. We've done this twice now, but... We were climbing around on that rock, and then we kind of went up from there, and we just see a cave. And we go up, and we, like, look at this cave, and uh, we're like, let's go in this cave. That'll, that's such a good idea to, like, <laughs> crawl around in this cave with no equipment or really just nothing but our phones that yeah. have the flashlight. So we go in this cave, and it's really, like, stinky, <laughs> which should have been, like... A red flag. A clue to, like, <laughs> yeah. don't go in this cave if it smells gross. But we keep going in this cave, 
and uh, I didn't see it, but I have a video, and then later I saw in this video that there was poop. So like oh, there was some gosh. creature that was in there, and then we keep going, and I see a bone on the ground, <laughs> and this is when I'm like, this is this is probably a cougar den, and I'm like Kyle, Kyle, go go back, go back, Kyle. Didn't you see tracks? No. No. Okay. We saw we found some bones in there, probably a deer or something. So I, I assume now it's a cougar den, and I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be going back in there. <laughs> yeah, I was never very interested in that, but uh, Cave, caves are cool though. I want to go caving. Yeah, that's awesome. Even though I'm claustrophobic, hmm. <laughs> seems a little bit <laughs> ironic. Is that the word? I don't know. Yes, <laughs> counterintuitive. <laughs> yes, that's funny. Um, so we've been—I mean, we're almost done with high school. We've had—I mean, it was pretty normal up until a year ago. And things got weird, but um, what are some of your favorite high school experiences that you've had? Um, I don't know. Oh, oh I do know. Going to uh, Salt Lake on a field trip to go see the Art History Museum, and then riding around on the bus—that that was a lot of fun. Me and Landon <laughs> Wilkerson were just messing around the whole time. Oh, Landon Wilkerson. Yeah. Dang. Um, was, wait, what, what class was that for? That was for art history. Oh, cool. It's <laughs> a great class. That's fun. What do you feel like, or, well, we had some, I mean, we went to, we've only done one group date dance together, right? That was homecoming of junior year. Yeah. That was pretty fun. We went through some axes. <laughs> I remember Kyle had the idea originally, and I was like, I don't know if the girls would like that. And then I think Kyle mentioned it to Nicole or something. She was like, yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, we did axe throwing. The girls destroyed at axe throwing. The boys <laughs> apparently can't throw axes to save their lives. But then we did ninja stars, and the girls could not throw a ninja star at <laughs> all. We beat them really good on the ninja stars. So, <laughs> Oh, man. And then we went to... Los Hermanos for dinner, and then Brandon flinged a, <laughs> uh, I don't, what was it, an enchilada? He flung an enchilada on his date. Oh, that's so sad. Well, he just had his fork on the table, and then, like, he hit it, and then it just flew all over his suit coat. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> fun. Me and Nicole were talking in Spanish. Wait, really? As much that. as, as much as I could. As much as you could. Yeah. And then... I wasn't super hungry, so I ordered something, like, cheap off the a la carte. And then Nicole's just a nice person, so she ordered something, like, really cheap, too. And I was like, you can get something. <laughs> like, if you want something else, you can get it. She's like, no, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> that's one thing that's hard for me to figure out with, like, dates and stuff is I can't tell if someone's just being nice or if they really don't want that much food. Because I personally, like, don't eat that much and like i would be like yeah i just want this and i just want water and they're like no i insist you get a soda i'm like no i want water <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd get water i don't like soda you know what else happened on that date that was crazy what okay so this is also about brandon i love you brandon um <laughs> episode 25 of the podcast <laughs> nice plug uh so we pull up to brandon's date's house and brandon gets out 
and me and Nicole are in the front seat. Brandon's in the back. He goes up to get his date, and he knocks on the door, and his date, her mom, and her dad come out, and her mom makes Brandon and Brianna take a bunch of pictures, and it was, like, cute. It was, like, these doorstep pictures. Yeah. And then Brandon's, or... And then Brianna's dad gets in the picture and starts taking all these pictures with Brandon. <laughs> and Brandon looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> and me and Nicole were trying so hard not to laugh. Oh, my gosh. And then, then we get in the car, and we're driving to my house because we're going to take even more pictures. And uh, we see this lady, and I don't, I don't know who this lady was or what she was doing, but, like, she had her pants all sagging low so we could see like underwear and it was it was very uncomfortable for me so i don't say a word i'm pretending like i don't see it at all yeah then nicole just starts laughing oh my gosh <laughs> and nicole <Brandon's> like, episode <laughs> six <laughs> man i've had a lot of people on here now and then i and then i felt bad because brandon was in the back and brandon like definitely didn't want to see that yeah so yeah that was was a story about brandon <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Um, so what do you feel like you've learned through your high school years? There's been a lot of stuff that's happened in the last three years. Um, I think I've had to learn how to be happy. I don't, I don't know if you could tell or not, but when I was a sophomore, I was not happy. Mm. <laughs> See, I think it's hard for people to tell with me too, because I tend to keep to myself and so like back then like I don't feel like I acted so different than I do now just in social situations like I'm pretty quiet and like I'll laugh at things but I don't know I wasn't super happy either probably like as a freshman or sophomore I was just like oh my gosh so much homework and stuff I don't <laughs> want to do <laughs> yeah um and so I I had to learn like you know, I listen. I listened to a song on the way here. It goes, "Every day might not be perfect, but every day will still have purpose." Mm. So maybe you can't be happy all the time, but you've got to have a good attitude and stuff. And uh, then, then COVID happened, and I kind of had to relearn again how to be positive and happy yeah I mean the way the world is um, like with school and everything everything's just super consistent you know exactly what to expect most of the time so like you can kind of figure that out but when COVID hit it was like a completely different situation yeah it was terrible terrible um, so what do you feel like because I mean having a good attitude and finding purpose in every day you know it requires a little bit of soul searching and trying to figure it out so like what do you feel like was motivating you to find that purpose and like what's kind of the purpose you were able to find just in everyday little things um uh i always feel better if i get something done if that makes any sense mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be huge i'll just do like something small and i'll know okay i've done like a couple of things and then if there are big things that are worrying me uh i always think well is there anything i can do about it and if there's not then i just i just stop worrying about it mm. 
which which has been tough. Uh, sometimes I get very anxious, and I've had to learn how to deal with that too. Yeah, that's hard. So with COVID and everything, I mean, how was that experience for you? That five months of quarantine was terrible. If I didn't get to go to work and my job wasn't even that great, it was Chubby's. <laughs> I, yeah. I like Chubby's food. I like the people. The job wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was good. But, uh, if I didn't, if I didn't have that job, I, I probably would have went crazy cause something about not being able to talk to people besides my five family members was really disheartening and i got bored a lot yeah and it was it was so frustrating yeah do you uh do you feel like you're more introverted or extroverted uh I don't know at this point. I used to be in about from fourth grade to like 10th grade-ish. I used to be pretty introverted. Probably because I had problems with being short and stuff. Mm. Like I wasn't confident because I was short and I was like, I was just this little boy. But, uh... (laughs) I was very introverted and I didn't talk much. And then now, I wouldn't say I'm a huge extrovert, but I wouldn't say I'm introverted anymore. I feel similar. I mean, and it's not to say that, like, being introverted isn't, um, like, always mean a shy thing. It just means that you kind of, you enjoy it more when you're around, like, when you're either alone or with, like, really small groups of people rather than groups and groups or lots of people right and so uh that's I think I've I think I'm still pretty introverted like I can't be around a huge group of people for very long and this is why I feel like I thrive in the podcast environment because it's just one other person (laughs) um but uh yeah I don't know it's tough and COVID was definitely hard I think it was hard on everyone like there's this one guy I listened to who was talking about how he's pretty introverted but like when COVID happened he just it was way more than he expected like way more isolation so much harder and he didn't realize what he had had you know until it was gone yeah um I don't like to be alone for very long if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. I get bored and restless if I'm alone for like hours upon end yeah. Like I know some people can like just chill by themselves just for hours just watch YouTube and other stuff, but I get bored and I I'm like I need to go go hang out with someone or something. Yeah. It's weird. Like for me there's lots of different um it just totally depends on what I'm doing. Like I'm okay driving in a car by myself, just listening to things, but like watching a TV show, I wouldn't watch a TV show by myself. I really like to have other people there for those types of things. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird as you, it's, it's cool when you get older, you can kind of figure out what situations you're best in. And I think that's when you can really push yourself forward and figuring out what you want to do and everything. So, do you feel like as COVID went on, you were able to 
get better at handling that or did it not change too much um i think it made me appreciate my friends a lot like uh just facetiming some people it was crazy how like much of a difference it would make mm-hmm. yeah or like going somewhere with someone yeah I agree. It made me miss that a lot. So you, do you feel like then you've just learned kind of an appreciation more for being around people? Yeah, and I've been thinking about it, and I think that's one of the most valuable things there is, is having just good relationships with people and just having just friends and stuff. And being able to spend time with friends. Yeah. It was cool for me to see because I didn't have, I didn't feel like I connected with friends a lot up until like ninth or 10th grade. And I started getting a lot more people who were more, had similar mindset as me, just as far as like values and everything are concerned. Um, and watching those relationships not really get hurt at all by covid like it was hard for a while but like coming back it picked up fine and i'm sure and but some of them didn't some some of it changed and that was interesting to watch i feel like it kind of helped me um to know what i needed in my life and what i didn't like what um i need to do on my own and which people i should try to keep connecting with and I don't know I learned a lot from that yeah I think about how Andy moved and uh sometimes we don't see each other for I don't know like big periods of time and then Mm -hmm. then we'll go and hang out and it won't feel awkward or anything which I think is super cool like he may he may be living somewhere else and I don't see him all the time but we're still we're still friends yeah and that'll be i'm sure like after we all get back from our missions we'll still all i mean i'm sure we won't hang out that much <laughs> but like we'll still enjoy being around each other and i don't know i think those are the relationships that we need to be building and i think part of the problem with like high school and stuff is like someone does one stupid thing and then everyone gets mad at them and then like doesn't want to talk to them again and then you know it's not good and i think that if you're able to maintain those relationships it's just like a marriage like you if you just keep <laughs> you still know that you want to be friends and you keep pushing through it anyway and sometimes there are people you need to let go and that's kind of up to you but I think that um, the, no relationship is stronger than ones who have gone through like adversity and disagreements and but still have wanted to keep the relationship. Oh, yeah. I think you have to remember that you cannot be petty. Don't be petty. <laughs> <laughs> like people will do dumb stuff. I've done dumb stuff. <laughs> It's if it's in the past, it's in the past, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like what you've learned in your life, maybe some of the biggest life lessons. Um, what did you think of 
I think I've had to learn how to be open-minded. In the church, there's sometimes you'll hear people say, the only true church, or people will talk about like the church as this perfect like organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the church can't be perfect because it has imperfect people in it. God does his best to work with the imperfect people, but uh, it's not going to be perfect. We're just not there yet. And so we have to realize that the gospel is perfect, but the people in the church are not. Yeah, I like that. Um, That's something I've had to work through, too. Like, it's going to be, it's something that's been hard because I've thought about it as I go on my mission and stuff. I'm like, okay, so how do I tell people that this is the true church if when I hear other religions tell me that theirs is the true church, I'm not willing to listen so much. (laughs) And, like, I haven't had many of those experiences, but I've just kind of played them out in my head, and I'm like, I don't know how I would respond exactly. And uh, that's one thing that's I think, comes with, like, a burden of knowing things. And... Man, I don't know what I'm getting at, but <laughs> that's just something I've still tried to work through, like mostly how I'm going to present it to people, and I'm sure I will be guided, hopefully. But yeah, my seminary teacher has talked about this, but we don't have a monopoly on truth, and we don't have a monopoly on the spirit. So sometimes people will be at some other sort of service or. Maybe someone who's non-religious will tell them something and they will feel the spirit because what they're saying is good and all good things come from God. So, you know, the spirit can be felt when people are just being good and saying good things. Spirit doesn't solely belong to, you know, people who are members. And uh, we also don't have a monopoly on truth. Uh, other religions believe in Jesus and they believe in him very strong other religions believe in God yeah I like that I mean it's yeah we can't be overbearing with it I think it's just we have some I mean the gospel is supposed to be good news that we can share with people right and uh yeah, I, don't, I, I like to think that lots and lots of other people do feel the Spirit. And especially, even if it's not um, in a church setting, like, they can feel like, oh, I'm doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Like, there's that feeling that comes with it. Do you feel like, what are some memories, I just feel like just talking about the Spirit, what are some, do you have any memories that you feel like have strengthened your testimony or where you felt the Spirit? Um... I've felt the Spirit in a couple of different ways. So, sometimes I'll feel it and it's like just a warmth and like happiness. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Like, this (laughs) is, I'm feeling the Spirit so strong. Like, that's how I felt it at EFY during Mm. when we were singing this song. Yeah. It was really powerful then. But then. Sorry. Um. I was just going to say, it's interesting because, like, I 
I've, I don't think I've ever seen you cry. <laughs> and like, um, I was talking with Lincoln and Sebastian and Lincoln was talking about that EFY Bentley song. And then Sebastian was like, Oh, please don't play it or anything. I'll start crying. <laughs> and I was like, Sebastian, really? That's awesome. <laughs> I love you, Sebastian. Um, but, uh, other times I'll feel it and it, it'll feel different. It'll just feel like a calm peace and stuff like that. Or it'll, feel like oh I know what I need to do now and for a while I don't think I recognized that as the spirit so I would be like at at like a week long camp out and everyone would be like having these spiritual experiences of their own and I was also feeling the spirit but I didn't realize it because I wasn't I wasn't like oh I'm not feeling like I need to cry that's how I feel the spirit is but I, I was it was just in a different way and my my seminary teacher's been talking about this. Who's your seminary teacher? I have Sister Davis. Oh, cool. Um, she's been talking about how the Spirit speaks in all kinds of languages in, in different ways, and probably uniquely to everybody. Um, did your class do that thing where you, like, wrote how you feel the Spirit and put it on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of seminary classes who have done that. I've just peeked in the rooms and seen it. I think it's pretty cool like you just see how everyone else feels it and it's interesting because like I've honestly started feeling it more with scripture reading than anything else but like it used to be more um, like being in nature and those things and I see lots of people who write that down and like write like when they're playing the piano and stuff and I'm realizing like yeah that's so cool that we're capable of that and now the, with the way the world is there's like so many different ways that we can experience it now. Another thing about being open-minded is uh, accepting all people and knowing that they're children of God. Because Jesus said, love everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But then we still see examples of racism, homophobia, and just people being rude and awful to other people. And sometimes they, those people that are being uh, not loving or mean are people who claim to love Jesus. And uh, you, I think that you, you can't love Jesus and be a follower of him without loving everybody and, you know, accepting everybody. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I... Um, lately have come to the realization that I think, you know, when it says, like, we're supposed to take his name upon us, and we're not supposed to take his name in vain, um, I don't, like, I think that partly refers to language, like, and that's what people seem to direct it toward, but I think it mostly refers to acting in his name, mm -hmm. and if we claim to be a disciple of him, we need to be trying to do what he would do in loving everyone so I think um, when there are those examples of people holding prejudices and those things um, that's that would probably be an example of taking his name in vain just because you're you know you say like oh I love Jesus but then you the next thing you <laughs> do is um, criticize or judging someone exactly we were given to judge to be able to judge good from evil 
but we have to remember that we cannot condemn anybody. That's that's not our place. Um, and when you're talking about taking Jesus' name upon you, that's like uh, both have the name of Thompson. We want to do, you know, good stuff because Thompson is a good name. It's the best <laughs> name. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and taking his name in vain, you do something bad, and it's, it's hypocritical, I feel like. I totally agree. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and we want to build a good name for ourselves, but also the Savior. And it was actually, I heard this Come Follow Me video talking about how, um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, uh, at the resurrection or... I don't know, Judgment Day, or I don't know what the example was, but, like, um, <laughs> it would be funny, like, God pulls out, like, a, you know, he's, we'd expect him to pull out a list of who made it, but then he pulls out, like, a little three-by-five card, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all like, oh, crap, <laughs> but then all he says is, Jesus, and then, um, it's just in D&C this week, I think, like, 18 and 19, it's just talking about, um, how only those who like recognize Jesus's name and uh, have come unto him and taken their name his name upon them will um, be able to I don't know if it's progress but like in a sense it's be saved but I think you know I don't want to say that like it's it'll stop right then and there anyone who didn't will not be saved I think well they'll have more opportunities but um, it was through him, like, he's the only one who really qualified, I guess, to be with God, and so what he did with the atonement made it possible for us to also get there, because he, because he did it. <laughs> it's true, he's, he's the man. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I had for being open-minded, I think. Do you feel uh, like there's oh one thing with that is it's kind of I don't know have you learned how you can be open minded and when people do things that you disagree with like how you can react in a kind way Yeah, I've had to learn that I feel like cuz I remember I was in a class and uh there were these people and they were just bashing on Joseph Smith. Really? And it it was frustrating for me, but then I realized, you know, I just shouldn't shouldn't argue with them. Like I kinda got a prompting, just don't don't say anything. Just maybe listen to what they're saying, but don't don't like try and fight with them because mm. that's not gonna help anything. Yeah. So where do you think the help can go from there, though? Like, how do you influence them without talking back? Um, you just show that you want to be good and you also want the best for them. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I've thought about it, and it's like... It's hard. And I, one thing that Brother Fugel said once was, like, not judging people doesn't mean that you have to always trust them. Like, you don't have to... Yeah. You don't have to just excuse everything they've done. Like, you can be smart about it, but you also need to allow people to change if they want to. 
And like I think you have a that's a great example. Just kind of being calm with it. It doesn't mean that you don't that you condone evil in some aspects. Kind of means that you're letting the good prevail though, because I think arguing and anger that's all just attributes of Satan. (laughs) Yeah. So you can't fight I mean you can't fight fire with fire, right? Exactly. It's, (laughs) It's hypocritical. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, So, did you have any scriptures that you wanted to share? Yeah. I have uh, D&C 19, verse 23. And it says, Learn of me and listen to my words. Walk in the meekness of my spirit, and you shall have peace in me. Um, I like that because peace is really important to me if that makes any sense like because there's a lot of turmoil and commotion and sometimes I get real anxious but it's nice to it's nice to have peace yeah how do you feel like you've been able to find peace in living the gospel um well knowing that I don't have to be stressed about when people die or when I die or just death in general it's it can be more of a it's still sad but it can be more of a peaceful thing if that makes any sense yeah and um just on that note you mentioned Landon Wilkerson earlier but uh were you pretty close with him uh we were friends yeah yeah we had that one class together um we hung out sometimes. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, he was killed in a car accident in October of 2020. And it was, uh, I guess it was shocking to say the least, like just for our school and everything. And we talked about it in seminary and uh, it was it was interesting. It was actually really cool how they put, I don't know if you remember that, they put like a heart on the mountain or something. Yeah. After that happened. But... uh do you feel like you learned anything from that experience or had any interesting feelings or thoughts? Yeah, so I so my seminary friend, he's also on uh what's it called Hope Squad mm-hmm. and he told me, but there are two Landon Wilkerson's that I know of. I was like, "Well, which one?" And he told me that it was uh one of my it was my friend Landon Wilkerson and then it was that was probably the first experience I had ever had with someone I knew dying Mm. and then uh, we learned that he was killed by someone who's driving under the influence if if you ever drive under the influence I will find you (laughs) I'll beat you up but uh, then that was really sad and then a couple days later my grandpa died so I kind of all at once kind of learned for myself what kind of death entails and what it is and how abruptly people can be taken from the earth but luckily they're not gone you know, from our minds, and they're they're in the spirit world. Yeah. 
I, uh, one thought I had, just because it's so, it feels so different when someone super young dies. Like, it's, uh, you're like, gosh, dang it, they had so much, <laughs> like, ahead of them, right? And, uh, I kind of had to think through it, and, like, I felt like, you know, when he arrived in the spirit world, I'm sure it felt like home. Like, he had only been gone for 17 years from his real home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he was able to recognize it. And I'm sure he still has so much opportunity for progressing. Because that's, like, what actually matters in that. And I'm like, man, I don't, I wouldn't want to lose out on any experiences. Like, being able to go on a mission, get married, have kids. Um, but I trust that God still gives us amazing opportunities like that after this. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, I was just going to say that's, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, do you have any just words of, I don't know how to explain it, just thoughts for anyone who might be going through any losses of loved ones? Um... It's it's not easy. My my grandpa's funeral was it was uh it was both sad and happy if that makes any sense. Because mm-hmm. my dad he told this whole long talk about all about my grandpa and all these great stories. Because he was a funny man. He told all these great stories and he was so hardworking and uh. So, you know, it was it was sad that he's not here with us and that my grandma's going to miss him. But he also had lots of his close family that had died years, years before him. So he, I feel like he got to reunite with, you know, his brother, his parents. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, kind of shift over to missions a little bit. Um, yes. You you want to go this year, right? You're hoping to go later this year. Yeah. Um, I want to leave in August, like the very end of August. Uh, I was talking to my friend, and I was telling them about, oh, yeah, I'm starting my mission papers. And they said, I didn't think you wanted to go on a mission. <laughs> And I was kind of like, well, of course I want to go. What do you mean? <laughs> like, what, what did I... And I was, like, thinking, well, what did I ever... What did I say or do? Or maybe it's my appearance. I don't know. What makes <laughs> it look like I wouldn't want to serve a mission? So, maybe I'm thinking, like... What kind of ways can I show that, yeah, I want to serve a mission and this is something that's important to me? Mm, that's cool. So so why would you say you want to serve a mission? Um, I think I've always wanted to because my dad served a mission and he would tell me about it. So I kind of was just like, well, I'm going to go. When I was really little, that's... That was, like, just part of the plan was, well, I'll go on my mission sometime, someday. And then uh, more recently, 
when I was a sophomore, there was this kid named Kaylin. He was a senior at the time. And uh, I was pretty quiet in Spanish in that class. But uh, he was really friendly. He always talked to me. He was such a nice kid, and he was always so happy. So he was just a great example. And then I saw him leave on a mission, and I was like, well, that that's what I want to be like, is like him. That's awesome. So you feel like it's kind of come through other people, just like what you've seen from them and learned. Yeah. Also, so. I want to go Spanish speaking. That'd be really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Man, I don't... I, if I do speak a language, I would love to learn Spanish, I think. Be one I could still use a lot, I'm sure. So, um, how do you feel like you're preparing now? Um... Well, at the beginning of the year in seminary, we were playing like a bunch of games and I was like kind of feeling like, why am I here? Like we're, we're playing games every day. <laughs> like what's the point yeah, of this? Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, over time, we've had lots of good lessons and so I go to seminary and it's good stuff. It's a plug for seminary. You should all go. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. for sure. I love seminary. It's it's uh, it's a class at school where you don't have to feel worried or stressed at all. Yeah, it's great. And then it's like the perfect the perfect opportunity. Like you can still pass it with like not doing much if that's what you're all about, <laughs> or you can like learn a lot from it and from other people especially other kids who are learning things and coming closer to serving missions and raising families and stuff and as I've noticed as I come closer to it I just like am wanting to learn so much more and I'm realizing more things yeah it's very chill if you're tired you can just take a nap in the back <laughs> some kids do that and that's cool dude I honestly feel like uh, that's how school should like, <laughs> I feel like other classes should be like seminary like if you want to learn it you it's like the perfect opportunity for you to do so but if you don't even get me started on school and how they try and cram stuff down your throat oh gosh it's bad <laughs> i i there's there's stuff that can be reformed oh yeah i know for sure anyway <laughs> what else how else have i been mission prep hmm. uh my word for a while we were doing mission prep and it was awesome and then then COVID happened and we haven't done it as much but yeah that's hard we don't do it a lot either but I don't know do you feel like you've been able to what do you feel like you've I don't know I've I've noticed uh, as I said like as we get closer to things we learn more but like what do you feel like are some things that you've learned about the gospel lately or had a stronger testimony of Lately, definitely, uh, like I talked about earlier, how the spirit works in different ways and stuff, and that if you are trying your best, then you'll be blessed. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. So, um, how do you feel like you're, because like the whole purpose of a mission is to bring people unto Christ 
And so, I mean, obviously we ourselves need to be working on that every day. How do you feel like you're doing that? Can you repeat the question? Now, how do you feel like you're coming closer to Christ just in your everyday life now? Probably by trying to be nicer to others and include others at school, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot of the stuff that we've talked at about throughout this kind of it all kind of blends together to I'm, I'm not saying that in like a eh, it blends together but like it all comes together to help us become more like Christ for sure uh, so did you have anything else you wanted to talk about um there's like one more thing there's my notes uh, it was just an analogy that I've been thinking of. Mm-hmm. So, in weightlifting, if the bar is over your head, neck, or face, you've got to have a spotter. And uh, we can relate lifting big, heavy weights to having hard trials. Like, yeah, they'll be heavy. Yeah, they'll be difficult. But, uh,. You should try and make sure you're not lifting alone. Mm. You've got to have somebody to help you. You've got to have your spotter. And do you feel, well, my first impression of that is like that can be either God or like other people in your life, I think. Yeah, exactly. Because he works through people and they're his instruments if they're righteous and trying to be yeah and then i think when there's trials that you're going through um that maybe other people because there are some things that sometimes people can't really help you with as much i think that's when you rely on god to help you and um that one of my biggest things i'm trying to do with this podcast is just trying to figure out um like how to actually help people implement that type of philosophy because like you say oh like God will help you and then you're like okay so what am I supposed to do so that can happen or like you know that's my question most of the time but I think it's spending time thinking about you know the gospel and reading your scriptures saying your prayers connecting with him then um, you enable yourself to feel the spirit and then be guided yeah alright so uh, before we wrap up could I, would you mind just sharing your testimony? The way I texted it to you was kind of just your testimony about life and the gospel, just hidden on the biggest things you've learned that you want people to know and just what you, what you do know and what you believe. Sure. Um, I have a pretty simple testimony, but that's okay. Cause when I go on my mission, it's, not supposed to be me that's teaching but it's supposed to be the spirit and uh hi my simple testimony is that i know there's a god and i know there's jesus and he has uh paid for all our sins and that's something i had to learn personally is about repentance and about the atonement and uh i'd love to be able to I'm excited to share that with people when I go on a mission. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I think, uh, what am I even saying? 
um, <laughs> thank you for everything that you've talked about, and I'm excited for to see for to see where you go on your <laughs> mission. <laughs> um, we'll have to. I'm wanting to. This is Brandon Bravey was telling me about this. Like, I want to be able to talk to lots of people after the mission because I think it would be cool to you know just for you to show people after your mission like okay listen to this hour of me talking before <laughs> my mission and now listen to it after this five hours because i won't be able to stop talking for five hours listen, after my mission. listen to me before i was i was a goober <laughs> yeah oh uh, man yeah it'll be it'll be cool i think we'll all experience a lot of growth and i'm excited for it but yeah thank you for being on yeah yeah thanks for letting me come on the thompson podcast let's thompson let's rename Pod. it the thompson podcast <laughs> thompson so it can podcast. be mine and i'll co-host all the time heck yes you know this is why i, I had to call it my name because i don't want anyone stealing <laughs> yeah, i should have just left the, the thompson podcast yeah, and maybe. i could take it